Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Again, I love this series that we're in called Panic Attacks. And boy, isn't that a word for our day and time? We look around us, we look at the news, and, and, and don't we all get kind of a low-grade uh, state of panic? I know that I do. So let me just share some pictures we're familiar with, what we're dealing with in the world today. Let's look at wildfires everywhere in, in uh, California, in Texas, um, in, the, in the Rockies, flooding. Uh, big flood yesterday in California. There is in Kentucky. Uh, we need a little flooding here, but not like that. <clears throat> anyway, d- d- the drought. This is West Texas right now, and uh, we all know that the drought is all around us. And the next shot, the war in Ukraine that just continues, and we don't know how that's going to work out or how that's going to end or even what all that means. And and then new diseases that crop up all around us. And then even with that, every day when we watch the weather, the heat that just goes on without end. In fact, I love one church sign in Texas. You may have seen this, but I love it. This is what this First United Methodist Church said, too hot to keep changing the sign, sin bad, Jesus good, details inside. <clears throat> I think we can relate to that all around us. There, there's just news that makes us panic, and we wonder, how, how, how do we deal with this? The great thing is the scripture is crystal clear about this. This is one subject Jesus talks about time and time and time again and prepares us to do that. So each week in August, we're going to break it down. We're going to look at things that cause us to panic. And then what does Jesus say about it? What do the scriptures say to help us deal with that? Because the scriptures are clear. You and I can thrive. We can trust even in the worst of times. We don't have to give in to panic and pack all those negative emotions inside of us because they'll come out in some some terrible kind of ways. So how do we trust and not give in to panic? That's what we're going to be thinking about. So notice this week's is one that I'm familiar with. How do we deal with unknowns and uncertainties of life? Um, And I am personally familiar with that because this is one of my struggles I learned this about myself about 15 years ago that I didn't really know, and that is I have just a few little control issues. Brad, just a little touch of control issues, uncertainties and unknowns drive me crazy. All the what ifs and maybes and what could go wrong with all these things just drives me nuts. And too much uncertainty, I could have a meltdown because I want to know what I'm dealing with. And this This issue, this challenge is as old as time, and it's one of the subjects Jesus addresses time and time and time again. So we're going to deal with one of his great teachings in Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is filled with these great parables, and he begins by a parable of how you deal with the unknowns and uncertainty. So before we dive into our scripture, it begins with a story about a wedding, Now, just give us a little background to help us understand this scripture. Weddings in Jesus' day were exactly like weddings in our day. They were big events. All the family would be involved. It would take lots of preparation, lots of energy, lots of money, and they would save, save, save for the weddings. The only big difference is their view of time was a little bit different, and so they would kind of send out a save the date. 
you would know a general range of the wedding, but they had to get all their money together and all the preparations for the feast together and all the planning, and they weren't sure when they would be ready. So you would have a save the date, and then four days before the wedding would happen, word would come out. It's going to happen within this four-day period. And so when word went out, everybody knew, be on guard. It's going to happen, but they didn't know exactly when. They didn't know what was going to transpire. They didn't know all the details of the wedding. They knew just get ready. So when that warning came out, the four-day warning, there was expectancy. There was excitement. When is it going to happen? What is this going to be like? People were on the edge of the seat. And oftentimes, then, the wedding would, would party would start in the middle of the night. And this is what would happen. When it was time, the groom would send word out that the wedding is about to begin. And he would send his groomsmen into the streets of the village. And they would shout, the bridegroom is coming. The bridegroom is coming. The bridegroom is coming. That was the alert. The festivities were about to begin. And then the bridesmaids would pick up on their job. Their job was to be the ones who would have little lanterns that would go and light the street that would lead the bridegroom to the bride's house to get the bride from her father. So their job was to go on the street with their lamps and then once the groom arrived at the house, he would take the bride and they would begin a one week, seven day big giant celebration and festivity and party. It was the biggest events in their lives. They lived for their wedding. So that's what was going on in our scripture passage for today. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn now. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 25, read verses 1 through 13. Matthew 25, 1 through 13, hear the word of the Lord. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. Now, I need to explain for folks that don't understand North Louisiana. Oil is O-I-L. So y'all just kind of know when I say that, that's what I, I, I can never quite get oil or how you're supposed to say it. So that's oil. Uh, five of them took, when the, when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And notice the twist in the story. Everything goes as you expect. Word is out. The bridegroom is coming. Everybody gets into action. The only challenge is five of the bridesmaids are prepared because the, 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 this announcement came after midnight and they'd fallen asleep and they were running out of oil in their lamps, but they've got a little flash there. So they fill their lamps and they're ready to go. Five of them realize they forgot to get extra oil. 
And they don't have enough, and they realize the oil is going out of their lamp. So they panic, and they turn to the other bridesmaids. Can you loan us some? Can you give us some? And they said, we don't have enough to share and have enough for ourselves. And so in the panic, they run out into the night looking for a dealer to sell them more oil. And as they're gone hunting for oil, what happens? The bridegroom arrives. The wedding procession begins. The festivities start, and they miss it because they're not prepared. And they finally get their oil and they make it back to the house and everybody's gone and they make their way to where the party is and they get there and they hear the celebration, they hear the festivities and they bang on the door, let us in. But the door was shut and they get this haunting word from the other side. The voice says, truly I tell you, I do not know you. Here's the the ouch in this story. We are the bridesmaids. The question is, are we the wise bridesmaids that are prepared? Are we the foolish bridesmaids that are not prepared? As we live a life of uncertainty, we don't know when events are going to happen. We don't know what they're going to look like. We haven't got a crystal ball to figure out everything that is before us. The question is, how can we learn from these bridesmaids these great lessons of life, three lessons that I think we need to be aware of them. And his first one is this, you and I need to know that there's some things in life that we just can't borrow. We can't borrow somebody's oil. In fact, it's interesting in verse nine, in a panic, they go to them and the other bridesmaids are not being mean. What did they say? No, there's not enough for you and for us. You better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. There's certain things that you just can't get from somebody else particularly when it comes to our faith. In fact, it's really interesting, our faith, our walk with Jesus Christ, we have to make that journey alone. No one else can do that for us. There's a saying that we quote all the time, that God has no grandchildren. And it's true, God only has children because we can't borrow somebody else's faith. We can't borrow our parents or our grandparents' faith. We can't borrow our husband or our wife's faith. We can't borrow our friend's faith. We have to have that moment of faith on our own. We can't go borrow somebody else's oil. That my wife, Debbie, sent me this wonderful video, and you may have seen it. It really makes an important point for us about this. Let's watch this little video. Let me tee it up before we get there. They're taking a picture of their pets and the cat won't cooperate. Let's watch. (laughs) And isn't that us? How often in a life of faith do we try to fix people? We know what they ought to be doing and they won't cooperate and they don't do what we think we ought to be doing. We need to know we can't fix anybody. We can't make them have the faith experience we want them to have. What can we do? We're almost like that little puppy. We can pray for them, we can encourage them, we can talk to them, we can witness to them, but we can't fix them. We can't do it for them. We have to come to that moment of faith on our own. You see, we can't borrow somebody else's oil. Then the second lesson we need to learn, and that is there's some things that can't be put off until the last minute. 
You see, these bridesmaids are not bad people. They're good people. They were chosen to be in the wedding party. They were honored. They, were, they had a big role. They were important to the bride and to the groom. The problem was they just had one task to have to put those lanterns out there, and they forgot to be prepared. They weren't prepared. They just put it off. And I will be honest with you, every time I read this lesson, I squirm because I am a procrastinator. Deluxe. I can't tell you how many chores I had to get done this summer that I've done like none of them. I mean to do them. I intend to do them. I'm going to get to them next week. Let me just get through this busy cycle right now. And boy, all these good things I'm going to do. You ought to look at my desk in my office. Miss Linda would say, amen. I am a procrastinator, which is what these bridesmaids were. They were good people. And then all of a sudden word comes out. It's time and they don't have their oil. And they're thinking, oh no, why didn't I prepare? Why did I wait too late? The lesson is we need to learn that lesson because there's certain important things in life that we can't put off or we can miss a window of opportunity. There's certain important things in life that have a shelf life. They needed their oil, that was their job and they missed their moment. We need to not do that. I got a lesson of this. This past week I was writing my sermon on Thursday morning and we had a great week. We got to keep our grandkids uh, Jay and Lauren were getting ready for school, so we had our grandchildren this week, and it was wonderful. Thursday morning, I was writing my sermon, and Jack, my 10-year-old, came up and said, Dee Dee, Daddy, would you make me a waffle? And I said, absolutely, I'll do that. And I was walking down, I had this thought, isn't it wonderful that grandparents are wiser than parents? Because I was thinking back 30 years ago, if I had been a parent and one of my children asked me for a waffle while I was writing a sermon, I would have said, absolutely, but let me finish the sermon first or even more. I would have said, go ask your mama. Your mama will make you that waffle. That's probably what I would have said. But Jack asked me, will you make me a waffle? And my thought is, absolutely, let me save this sermon. Let me turn this computer off. Let me blow this candle out, and I'm going to make you the best Texas waffle anybody's ever had in the whole universe. Because I realize that time with my grandchild is precious. The time I get to be with him and that he wants me to be a part of his life is precious, and it's got a shelf life, and, and I don't want to miss that. Do you and I need to know that there's important things in life we just ought not put off? Or we can have some regrets like this bridesmaid. There's no poem I have in my files. I've shared it with us through the years and it's a big old make a squirm, but I think we need to hear it. It's a, a poem called Around the Corner. Around the corner I have a friend and this great city that has no end, yet the days go by and the weeks rush on, and before I know it, a year is gone. And I never see my old friend's face, and for life is a swift and terrible race. He knows I like him just as well as in the days when I rang his bell. And he rang mine, but we were younger then, and now we are busy, tired men. Tired of playing a foolish game, tired of trying to make a name. Tomorrow I say I'll call on Jim just to show that I'm thinking of him. But tomorrow comes and tomorrow goes, and distance between us grows and grows. Around the corner, yet miles away, here's a telegram, sir. Jim died today, and that's what we get and deserve in the end. Around the corner, a vanished friend. 
There's certain things we just ought not put off. If there's good we're supposed to do, we need to do it now. If there's someone we need to forgive in a relationship we need to mend, we need to do it now. If there's some friends that we need to spend time with, we need to do it now because we're not promised tomorrow. This is the day that the Lord has made. Some of the most haunting words in Scripture are verse 10. And we don't like it, but they just hit us like a thud. And the door was shut. How do we handle uncertain times? I think we learn the lessons from these bridesmaids. Number one, there's certain things we can't borrow. We can't borrow somebody's oil. We can't borrow their faith. Certain things we ought not put off. We don't need to procrastinate until it's too late or we will have regrets. And then thirdly, we need to remember that if we're not prepared, there are great moments happening all around us that we miss. We are taught that every parable has one main lesson, the main point of the story we need to get. And the point of this story is clear, be prepared. In fact, verse 13 is the heart of this parable. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And this operates on many levels. We need to be prepared so if Christ returns today, we are ready to meet him. We need to be prepared so that if we die tomorrow, we are ready to go meet our maker. We're proud of the life that we've lived, but we need to be prepared to experience the kingdom of God all around us because it's there. But do we see with spiritual eyes or do we miss those moments? See, it's a choice we make. We can be so panicked that we shut down and we don't see the good. We don't see the possibilities. That's why we need to lean on our faith and see the world the way that Jesus does and stay prepared for those great moments of life because every day we make a choice, every day we make a choice, are we going to see the world as a blessing or as a curse? Are we going to see the world as a joy or as a grind? Are we going to see the world as a gift or as a prison? Do we see the world as a test of endurance or as a celebration? And the choice is ours. What choice do we make? And we become followers of Jesus Christ. We are like these bridesmaids. We have a job to do. We are lamp bearers. We're called to share the light to the world so that people can find Jesus. That's our mission. That's our purpose. Our job is to let our light shine. But we live in times of uncertainty when we don't know what is next. We don't know when he's going to come. We don't know when those moments are going to happen. So do we stay prepared? Do we have enough oil to keep our lamps burning? That's really the question of the hour. How do we buy some more oil? Well, we buy oil when we love. We buy oil when we forgive. And when we serve and when we give, we buy all. When we gather together to worship and when we pray, we buy all. When we take our faith seriously and live as, as followers of Christ who point people to Jesus, we buy our all. When we gather together for Holy Communion and we realize that the Lord is with us. You see, we are living in the kingdom of God. All around us are opportunities to buy oil. So we need to buy, we need to buy, we need to buy, we need to buy, we need to be stocked up so that when moments happen, we are always 
prepared. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this great parable and help us know that we are those bridesmaids. We have a job to do, to be lamp bearers, to be the light that points people to you. Help us learn that we, so that we can be those wise bridesmaids and not those foolish ones. Help us know we can't buy somebody else's oil. Help us tend to our faith business that we need to be about today. Help us know there's certain things we can't put off. We can't procrastinate. And most of all, don't let us miss those moments. Don't let us have panic attacks where we are jaded and negative and sour. Instead, may we be people who shine your light and give a world who needs it hope and encouragement and love. Lord, help us keep buying that oil so that our light will shine. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.